Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of River City 93. I don't know what happened. My computer just froze up for a second, and I went into panic mode. Hopefully, you're hearing all of this audio because I'm still panicking. Like, you're good. And we're also wearing yeah. Walking 90. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> walking 90. They see the panic the <laughs> Richmond yeah. stuff over here. Oh God! <laughs> Y'all want you to know for like a smooth because it happened like as soon as the anybody was my name. I'm looking at like, all right, you can see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want really to do that awkward thing. Like I don't know what to do with my hands right now at this moment. <laughs> I thought for a second me and Ebony got trapped, and you're gonna be like, yeah, they're here to endorse Richmond. <laughs> right. I was like, oh. <laughs> hold no, up. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to this week's episode of Walking 90, uh, your bi-weekly USL review show. Um, yeah. So we have a special guest joining us tonight. It's Mr. Tyler. He covers Lexington men's and women's team out there. Um, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing good. Coming off of uh, our W League win, first match ever, first win ever. That was a super exciting thing to experience. I'm hoping that uh, the men's team will get back on track this weekend. I know it's a tough test, but I'd like to keep riding this high. I posted today that my soccer week's training good. Everton won, Minnesota United won. Now I've got the W League win. I just need that USL one win. There you go. That is hope. It's hope. Yes. That's, that's all you got to do. <laughs> Also joining us on the show, wearing that amazing blue and uh, black kit, the new Walking 90 kit. Um, it's Eb, how are you doing, homie? I'm good. I got this kit in the mail over the weekend, and I was like, I got to wait for the perfect time to wear it. And what was perfect time then? Meet the team night for NCFC. By the way, they loved it. They're ready for they're just their hype, and they wanna, they're just ready to get their own. So we're gonna have to do really? So the players really like this kit. Yes, a lot of people. A, a lot kit. of compliments. Thank you. What, I mean, look. So I, I'm pretty sure we all remember, like in the beginning, maybe like five years ago, the big thing was like scarves. Now mm-hmm. the big thing is like everybody got a jersey. Yeah. And some some podcasts, I'm not gonna put the names out there. They put out jerseys just for the sake of putting the jersey out there. Mm-hmm. We, on the other hand. Put a jersey out there that has a purpose behind it. So mm-hmm. if you order the kit or you think about ordering the kit, I, I endorse you to because, Ev, correct me if I'm wrong, this jersey is going to help um, a player in USL League One in our ecosystem, Mr. Ivan Parra, who is recovering from uh, testicular cancer. I was about to say testicular ball cancer, and then I thought about the South uh, – South Park episode, I was like, I cannot make that joke. <laughs> uh, yes, that is true. Um, we actually um, sold 21 jerseys. Um, so all of the proceeds from these kits um, will be going to um, Arvin's uh, charity of choice, which was Livestrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you bought one, you'll see a purple ribbon in the corner, um, which was for him. Uh, so very cool kit appreciate olive and york for making this happen so quickly and getting these out to us so quickly because this is my new game day jersey that i will be wearing for a very long time also i like the tagline i feel like you did it as a homage to me i did um, just be chilling I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know i didn't even realize i was in the jersey and so i looked at why say I just be chilling? Why does all of a sudden you say it? And I was like, that's because I do say it. Why yeah. is it in the Yes. So that works. That works. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, real quick, um, USL League One put out a really dope video um about yeah. Ivan Power. If you have to go watch I please stop, pause the show, go watch that, and then come back mm-hmm. to us. It, it's really good. Yeah. Um, also in other news, and I'm pretty sure well we'll get we'll get to what we're gonna talk about. But um also I don't know what it is, man. Lee Wood community's been hit hard by definitely cancer, so uh fuck cancer. Um, because uh for those who don't know, uh Coach Darren Sawaski is uh raising money as well for his wife that was diagnosed with uh breast cancer. Um so if you go to Darren Sawaski's uh, Twitter page, there's a link where you can go donate. Um, to that cause as well, man. So our hearts go out to Jenny uh, Sawaski and Ivan Para and anyone else out there, you know, because it's it's been rough, man. Yeah, yeah, 
definitely uh, big time causes. A lot of people affected by cancer of some sort in their life. So helping out's big. Right. Right. So definitely so. So Ev, is that jersey still available or is it you can't buy it anymore? No, we can't buy it anymore. But um, now that people are starting to see how cool they are, I may have to hit all of New York up and be like, yo, can we do a second run of these? And just to see if it goes back, you know, get goes back out there. Um, but for now, no. Um, but we'll find out in the next couple of days if we can get it going again. So, yeah, so keep on, on the eye out on the socials for that. But, guys, let's go ahead and let's get into it. We have – we've missed a few things uh, about USL League One. Uh, always feel like life is always hitting us. But, Tyler, we're going to start over with you, buddy, because you're the special guest on the Tonight Show. Uh, for those who don't know, Kyle went to North Carolina solely to have Bojangles and uh, Chip out of nowhere decided to go to a concert. Yeah. But Tyler, what's up with you, buddy? What has stuck out to you the last two weeks? What has caught your attention in the USL League One community? Man, um, I, I don't know. Like, obviously, I focus super heavily on Lexington. I'm all about it. But I do like to check out everything else that's going on because I think it's important just to to stay up and and, and with everything. But uh, I don't know. It's it's been uh, it's been crazy so far this this season. I mean, Carolina's coming away with everything uh and just just taking it to the house i know we're going to talk about it later but like rafa man uh it, just just seeing like the the shift and who we're used to seeing really just like lay it down um not that rafa wasn't good before but it's just kind of weird to think like at the beginning of the season i'm thinking okay because i sterling but he hasn't been around and then we're used to seeing terzaghi just like just going off, but he's had a little bit of a slower start. And it's just, it's just weird because I feel like this season is already chaotic, but for a lot of different reasons than last season. And I don't know, it's been fun already, even though yeah. some of our results have hurt my feelings a little bit uh, personally, <laughs> but it's, it's Welcome been good. USL league one, my friend. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. For real, for real, man. And I'm hoping maybe that chaos will start swinging our way a little bit uh, before too long. I don't know though. <laughs> it, it will. It will. Yeah, what about yeah. you, homie? What is uh, what is stuck out to you? What's the uh kind of all the same things? North Carolina as a state has kind of run away, it's starting to like truly run away with yeah. the league. Um NCFC is proving a lot of people wrong. Um Lexington is kind of finding their groove. It's still the same North it's still the same Charlotte, but people still don't know how to figure out how to not defend, like how to make them defend. Um, I think it's sort of starting to play out now um, because they're starting to get some of those nil-nil draws or even some of these losses, but not enough to really derail them on the trajectory that they've been on for the last couple of games. We're a quarter of the way through the season, um, and that's wild to believe, honestly. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, that's – What's really impressed me is the goalkeeper from Charlotte. Um, oh, uh, Pat. Yes. Yeah. Holy crap. Which he's keeping them in games. No, I know he, he left the game on yeah. was it crutches. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I was, I was curious about that. I ran into our coach last night and I was like, hey, do you know the situation? He's like, no, I have no idea. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Have any that just like, Jumped in my head, I was because he's had a huge month. It's been crazy. Yeah, no, nah, it, it's 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 been insane what Charlotte's been able to do. Like, mm-hmm. what was their last game was against Greenville? Was the what three one loss? Yeah. I mean, but outside of that, man, like Charlotte has has turned some heads. Um, yeah. definitely caught the attention of some people. Yeah, it's like weird too because it's not really like they've been like hammering other teams. It's just they've been consistent. And that consistency is keeping them up top, whereas other teams can't find the consistency. And that's been the difference maker, which is weird because you see like two different stories going on. You have them just holding like we'll, we'll get a draw or we'll beat a team by one. And then you have NCFC that's just like taking it to every team they come across. I mean, obviously, they've had a couple hiccups, but I don't know. It's uh, it's been interesting. The craziest part is NCFC scoring first and early. Yeah. 
that was yeah. not the case last year. Like if they scored, right. it was late because they were finally running teams tired. Mm-hmm. No, they're going from the jugular, and mm-hmm. Rafa has been literally the main person, just like let's go, yes, and let's yeah. attack, and. Mikey coming in and being that brute force so that Servania can just like play make wherever he wants. Mm-hmm. It's been like a crazy balance. And then Nick Holiday being in the back, saving PKs, keeping our team in games. Like you can tell he's still young because he's made some very, you know, young mistakes. Like uh what what game was it? Which team has the terrible football lines? Greenville? Yeah. Pick and choose. Um, <laughs> say to me. Uh, <laughs> it's one of us. them. All right, one of them. Um, he came out for a ball that he definitely probably should have not, um, and it gave up the clean sheet. But at that point, it wasn't like it was like a dire thing because we weren't nursing a one-one draw or trying to keep a one-nil lead. We we are consistently scoring multiple goals in games. And yeah. it's giving him that chance to make those young mistakes so that as the season goes on, he doesn't make them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. I've been the biggest, not anti-SCFC, but I, I, I would say I've probably been the hardest on him on the show, right? Because I, it feels like the last two years I've always asked you the question starting the year. I'm like, yo, if X and X doesn't happen to SCFC, it's like Bradford on the hot seat, which is rightfully so. Like, you know, year one, we understand it. Year two, we were kind of riding them high, and then we we know how that fell off a cliff. So this year, like, rightfully so, we thought he's on the high seat. You can really see now with NCFC, like, how much settled this team is with bringing in, like, veteran leadership. Like, I feel like last year you guys were bringing in, like, good quality players, like, good squad players, let me say that. And But this year it's like you guys brought in that next-level player. AKA mm-hmm. Rafa Benzikin. Like, yes. <laughs> for those who don't know, Rafa just won USL League One Player of the Month, and rightfully so. Um, yeah. That's why this episode is titled It's a Rafa World, and we're just living in it because right now we kind of are. Um, I think he said, what, a USL League One record with being the first midfielder to score, what, five goals in every game this month? Is that is that what the record was? It was something like that. Oh, yeah, for the month. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. right, I was thinking more, but you're right, month. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so and this is the thing. First of all, Rafa should not be in USL League One. He shouldn't be. He's good. Trust me, mm-hmm. I know. He is the bane of my existence as a Richmond Kickers fan. Um, but I mean, let's be real. Like the guy's been in a fantastic form. The kind of form yeah. that he's been in has kind of perpetuated <sighs> what NCSC had looked like this year, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, him and um Olex playing together. Yeah. It's been insane. That's a crazy and you, combo. And then you get to bring in like Pop and McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! Yeah. And then you still have, but then you still have Servania going for ninety minutes, just shit housery all all game, but still putting in a really good ball when the time comes. And same thing with Mikey and that back line with Nelson on the outside, and you know. Um, Fernandez coming back from injury and Flick finally coming back from injury. This well, is like, I mean, like one of the best teams I've seen. Of, uh, this is one of the best teams I've seen them field in like mm-hmm. years. And that's even through USL Championship. And I had some favorites on those USL Championship teams. Yeah. So, I mean, so this is the official stat line right now. He has seven matches. He has six goals as mm-hmm. of right now. It's yeah. almost a goal a game at this point. This is yes. like Sterling Holland type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and like the funny thing too, though, is it's it's like teams like they have to know kind of his MO because a lot of his goals, he kind of does like the same move. He'll do like the, the sneak behind defenders after mm-hmm. space has been opened up, be on the far post, catch the goalie. But it's like nobody can stop him anyway. Oh. He just keeps doing it and, and nobody can really do anything about it. And it's not that teams are ignorant to it, it's just like I don't know. They're just clicking so well. It's so funny. I was actually on another podcast, like right after we played NCFC. That was like way early on our season, our second game, I think. And uh, they were asking, like, what player would you steal from any team? And he was mine. I was like, Rafa, I would take him. And at that point, he hadn't really done a ton. But I was just like, I, I feel like he's going to heat up even more. And he's going to be that guy. And, and he has been. And I mean, in that system, it's like you were talking about, Ebony, with like how deep you guys are, especially on the attack. 
it's weird to have like McLaughlin be like so far back in the pecking order when last season he was like the guy. I mean, it's not because he's bad. It's just because there's so many options. But I mean, it's insane to see what they're doing. Just yeah, it's the fact that we can like rotate when we Mm -hmm. have three games in eight days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good depth. Like, Mm -hmm. look, look, yeah. Enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. Enjoy it, yo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like no. I mean, how can you see depth like that? And we still have a game in hand. Finished, yeah. I mean, you got a guy last year that finished what? Third in the, in the top mm-hmm. goal scorer? Coming off the bench yeah. in like the 70th minute? Like, you do that to yeah. any other team, they're struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. And it's like weird to – like, I don't really see where you all will slow down. You know what I mean? It, it, there's not been any hints of that. I'm, I mean – I don't know. I'm not saying like NCFC is unstoppable, but at the same time, I, I don't really see it ever being like where they're completely flipped on their head, at least not at this point. And I think the thing, too, that really impresses me with NCFC right now is it's not only are you matching it with the goal score, it's also the defense is now coming into it. Because last year, like, once again, I was really tough on y'all. Pulisic won't it. He won't it. He won't it. And I didn't think Nick Holiday was it, but he's proven me wrong. And Divas yeah. was a lot more like gel together mm-hmm. than it did versus last year. Yeah. I honestly think that PK stop versus Chattanooga is what kind of solidified his his position at number one. It's mm-hmm. his to lose now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was big. And like thinking about him being like, well, he's 17, right? Mm-hmm. Like that that's insane to, to think that at 17. He's already, you know, putting in these performances. And, and like you said, Ebony, like he's had those moments where he's had those like mistakes that you make when you're still finding your groove and when you're a young keeper. But I mean, overall, he's been very solid. It's not like the teams had to to bail him out a ton. And, and it, but he's getting in those situations, just like that PK you mentioned, like he, he's showing he can do what he needs to do. It's it's impressive. Yeah. This, this is a question I want to I ask you guys. I want to pose this to you. We've seen Rafa before in other teams and whatnot. What about this year that's making it so special so far? You know, because at Chattanooga, he like he was there. He was part of this great team that went on to go do some things. But it never felt like Rafa was the standout guy. And mm-hmm. NCFC, it's, it, to me, it's fair to say, if he's not 1A, he's 1B. And why is that so much different now than it has been in the past I think because he can be 1B. He doesn't have to always be the guy, but right now he is. And because there's so many people around him that can also be 1A to his 1B. Like, it's just the balance now, you know? Like, when Mm -hmm. he was hot, he was hot. And then when he wasn't, where was Chattanooga? On the Mm -hmm. end of a 4-6-0-6-2 loss, right? So... Mm -hmm. Where, like, he is the guy when he has to be, but even when he has his bad days, he's still seeing three points go on the board for, for his team. So. Yeah. And, and, I mean, Chattanooga, they had people that could score last year, but I, I feel like it does a lot for a player when you don't have to be the guy. It's not, like, do or die for you. It, like, takes that pressure off, and I think it helps them play more loose and more comfortably. And when players can play loose and comfortably, they're going to be more productive as opposed to like you always having it in your head like, OK, everybody's counting on me to be the person that's going to put this in the net. And I'm sure he has a part of that in his mind, like I can do this and I need to be that guy. But it's different when you're part of like a team like NCFC where it's like, well, actually, there's like four of the guys on the field right now that could be that guy. So I'm going to try my best to be creative in my style and see if I can produce. And so I think that makes a big difference. Um, you're down there with the fan base. Does it feel like this is like the year? Like obviously you felt this way same way last year, but does this does this year feel like the year? So do you want me to answer this in my fandom hat or my journalistic hat? Journalistic. All right. It on paper it looks like it could be the year. You know, there's always your, but you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. Like. 
we have the players, we have the staffing, and we have a coach that really understands the area and the players that he has. It's just a matter of making sure that we can keep the that you know NCFC can keep that momentum, and but also keep that mindset of we still have more work to do. Mm-hmm. Right, right now they're riding really high, but John is also telling them. But is John also telling them, you know, make sure you stay the course, right? If that's if that's what we're doing and we're loading and we're and we are managing loads well and making sure that players are getting proper rest, but also staying like physically fit and ready to go, this team can't is gonna be hard to beat. And they could make a very far strong run into the playoffs and hopefully go win the thing, you know? Um, but the same thing that happened, we were on the same trajectory last year. And then injuries, and then we never got it back, right? So it's that's kind of where, journalistically, I say we need to like keep ourselves level as a fan, or we're winning the whole damn thing. All right, all right, understandable. Um, so we'll move off of NCFC right now. They're top of the table of USL Week <laughs> One, and we go to the team at the bottom of the table, holding up the table out there in sunny California. Talk about Central Valley Fuego. Um, right now, guys, this is a team that has struggled off the field and on the field. Um, we're talking about the off the field issues a little bit, um, but let's let's focus on them on the field. Uh, right now, as it stands, they have one win, one draw, and five losses. Two goals scored, ten goal goal differential. Also, they're on a four game losing streak without scoring a goal. And on top of that, they have. Uh, Let's see. I believe it's three red cards already this year. Damn. Yeah, they lead the league in uh, three red cards. Team in second is uh, Tyler Yarboys with two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we like our yellows as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> when we talked about Fago at the beginning of this year, we were pretty harsh on them. And I think it was rightfully so. Like, <clears throat> I think outside of Lexington, um, I promise I we didn't bring in the show just to bash Lexington, <laughs> but uh, like we 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 agreed that the team bill was probably one of the one of the weakest out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on with Lex? I mean, not Lex. What's going on with Fuego on the field that's <laughs> making them hold up the table right now and be the early winners of the of the wooden spoon? I mean, watching them play, I've watched a handful of their games. And it's just like they're not clicking as a, as a team. It's just like they're not like a, a unit that's gelled. And you can see like by midway through the game, they're all like super frustrated with each other. And it's very visible. Mm-hmm. And I think that that just exacerbates the problem. It just keeps that that ball rolling. And they can't quite get the traction that they need. And it's super weird because it's even like when they do score, it doesn't put them back into like a good headspace of like, okay, now we're clicking. Let's make this happen. It's like they're still weirdly disjointed. And it doesn't mean they don't have, like, moments. They do have moments where you can tell that they're on the same page and clicking. But they're fewer than they should be. And it feels really weird because it it feels like a team that was just completely just dumped into a pile. And it's like, okay, here we go. Play together. They feel more new than we do. I mean, I know our results haven't been great in Lexington. But our team is is clicking a lot more. And you can tell there's a lot more of that gel. I don't think that's fair to Lexington, though. Lexington had a very tough part of their schedule in the beginning. Right. But they've also grown into those games. So yes. you're doing more improvement than Fuego yeah. is on right. very big portions of your pit on the pitch. So, like, I don't think the table really represents how well some of these teams are playing and not playing. Right? Yeah. I, I would 100% agree. And sometimes I feel like I come off as a homer saying that because I'm always like, we, we play so much better than our results are showing. And I don't know, I just pivoted to Lexington too hard, but like we really do. We play really solid. It just, we have these these things that just happen that just trip us up. And it's just like, what the heck? But, but no, that's, I don't know. That's just what I'm seeing from Fuego is just this, it's not that cohesion that you would hope there would be um, to, to keep you on the up. What I'm seeing from Fuego is just they're asking everyone to do everyone else's job where everyone is doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, prime example, Bejev, right? 
Yeah. You lose Katie. Okay. You bring in this mm-hmm. Leon Mech striker. All mm-hmm. the hype is there. But it's still as if they're asking Bezhev to, hey, we need you to distribute. We need you to create. We need you to score. We need you to be on the wing. We need you to get behind. Like, you're asking mm-hmm. a guy that's already 30 plus. And I'm not trying to use his age against him, mm-hmm. but you're asking him to do everything. You know, like it's like if you want to think about it, like in terms of like a DP player, right? Like every team at USLE one has like one marquee guy, one guy that's like, all right, he does the stuff. But usually, like that guy has one specific job that he does better than anyone else. And that's why he's that guy. For instance, here in Richmond, it's Trizagi. Trizagi's main thing mm-hmm. is scoring. No one's looking at Trizagi and be like, hey, we need you to go get 10 assists, right? No mm-hmm. one's asking that because Trizagi's thing is scoring. They just feel like out there at Fuego, like they're actually Bezhev to do everything. And if he doesn't, as you can tell, mm-hmm. nothing's happening. You know, like yeah. like I said, they, they have two goals. They only have one goal from open play. The other goal comes from a penalty. Yeah. Right? And it just mm-hmm. – I, I think the thing that first needs me a lot with Fuego, and I talked to Leah uh, who does the Fuego podcast. So, by the way, yeah. go check them out. They do an amazing job over there. Uh, but I asked her, like, you know, what, like, what's the game plan in the sense? And she was like, to be honest with you, we don't know. And that's sad when your old friends don't know what the stylistic play of your mm-hmm. team is. You know, like, if you go look at a Greenville, everyone knows it's 4-4-2, it's low bunker, we're going to get it behind you. If it's Chattanooga, mm-hmm. you know, all right, it's going to be physical, it's going to be tough. You know, you're not walking out of the game without a yellow. If you go to Richmond, you know, it's spread the field out wide, get in behind, mm-hmm. you know, cutbacks. If you go to, like, I can go on and on and on, but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, those teams we know, we yeah. can't tell you what they do good. Like, so, what do they do good at? <laughs> looking at their stats from, like, the season, like, it's not even like they're not having the ball because they're holding possession. Mm-hmm. They're holding possession more than a lot of teams. But then mm-hmm. you look, you scroll down and you look at shots. Every game, they're taking less than six shots total. Mm-hmm. Greenville took 18 shots on them. NCFC mm-hmm. took 18 shots on them. Like Charlotte took 13 shots on them. They're only taking mm-hmm. five shots a game. So it's they're holding mm-hmm. the ball and then doing nothing with it. Yeah. What does that right. help you do? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I can't tell you. I can't tell you because right now, like defensively, I can't tell you like what did they do it, it just feels as if like there's a huge gap in between the defense, the midfield, and the attack. Mm-hmm. And all three are doing three different things that does not work with each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it it's it's so much a disconnect. And and like I said, you have flashes, but I completely agree with you guys. It's it just doesn't seem to to flow like there is a, an idea of what they want from it. And then ultimately that's going to lead to you not getting those chances, those shots off. So I don't know. It's, it's looking rough. Yeah, no. I mean, this is another interesting thing. Like, and this kind of talks about like their build-up play. Like in long balls, they are dead last in the league. They only average 19 a game. Mm-hmm. Big chances created. They've only created two big chances so far this year. Big chances missed is three. What we were saying earlier, Ev, of like you guys are getting five shots on target, and out of those five, you're getting like 0.2. And we're talking about seven games already. Oh, no, no, they're mm-hmm. not on target, they're not all on target. They're just five mm-hmm. shots total, only one or two are on target. Oh, my god, yeah, right. it, I don't know, man. Like <clears throat> seven games, and obviously, you know, week 10, Ev, we will do our uh. MVP picks and our power rankings, all this. We, we let everyone else do this stuff early. We wait till week 10. Because week 10, we kind of get a good idea to know who's good, who sucks. Yeah. Where we're going to wait your bet. So look out for that episode coming in sometime. Um, but right now, like, is Fuego's coach on the hot seat? Because I, I, I'm right now, I'm putting him on the hot seat. Like, the seat's already got the gasoline on it, and I'm ready to light it. Damn. It, it's, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not high on this coach. I'm just not. I'm not trying to be like hella negative. I promise you, I'm not trying to just rip on your team. But the this team has talent, 
that should mm-hmm. not be twelfth. Mm-hmm. Like your next three games are against Tormenta, Doko, Madison, and then you got Richmond and Greenville home. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. If he'll win the next two, you get he gotta go. I, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. I mean, it, it comes down to the coach makes those uh, those players gel and and click and have a vision. And um, if they're not executing that vision, I mean, that's your job as well. <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta lay it out and you gotta ask for execution based on what you've presented and what you practiced. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's I mean, at the end of the day, you, you can't just say it's all the players. You know, yeah. I mean, they're obviously good players. It's just they're not being used to their potential. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, we see how different this team is with Cheney not in it. Like, yeah. <clears throat> they, they don't have a vocal point. Like, they don't have mm. anyone that can help Bizev, mm-hmm. you know, finish out the final product, you know? Like, yeah. And maybe also part of this is Ant Man. Uh, I believe he's out hurt, as, as I think Leah told me. Um, so, probably that's a, you know, Mitch North is a, Decent goalkeeper, but you know, and we saw what Ant Man did last year. Like, he literally almost drove that team into the playoffs the way how he was standing on his head. And maybe that's a big miss as well, you know. But yeah. if we're saying that your goalkeeper being out is the big reason why your team isn't creating chances, we got issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Issues. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. No, man. Um, so real quick. <clears throat> My bad. I don't know why I'm coughing so much. Um, let's talk about Fuego the stuff off the field. So this past weekend, um, at a at the Fuego match, um, there was an incident that happened where uh, a group of fans apparently made a racist chant. Now, from that racist chant, um, if you didn't see it, it was on Twitter. Like I believe Fuego's response is still up, even as we're recording this. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Abertap, but I believe that it, well, Fuego said that the comment wasn't made, but I think the thing that really stood out to me is how they responded to Liv, mm-hmm. once again, runs El Fuego pod of kind of like accusing her of making a false statement. And it never feels good when your old club is like, no, you're wrong. That didn't happen. Yeah. You know. That was, that was pretty qu- cringe uh, seeing that all play out. I noticed that online too, yeah. and uh, I don't I don't know. I, and I'm not sure. I might have had it mixed up. Like I thought maybe it might have been a was it a homophobic chant or was it a racist yes. chant? It was no, homophobic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought I had seen. <sighs> and so it's like super weird energy to just be like, nah, it didn't happen. Instead of trying to address it and be be proactive with the whole thing, and they basically like, did the the you know. Obviously, the the other chant, they were just like, yeah. "Oh, it means something different to them, so it's not really anything yeah. bad." And then they were like, "But no, they know the meaning behind it here. That's, yeah. This is this is the Confederate flag in Italy thing all over again." Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so, real quick, I just want to put this disclaimer out there because Leah, um, you know, gotta respect her and everything because this is their situation. We're just reporting it because yeah. you know, we gotta talk about this kind of thing because it's not. Things get don't get told properly, but um, the disclaimer is pretty much this is a personal statement. Uh, it doesn't reflect Fuego, Fire Squad, or other fans about what happened. Um, so someone from the club apparently reached out to me and they had a, a conversation to kind of settle things down. But I, I guess my main thing is is like why is the club first of all instead of just saying like hey we hear it we'll deal with it uh, we appreciate you bringing it up. That only try to say like, oh, they weren't saying this; they're saying this. But then attacking your own fan, who, mm-hmm. by the way, not saying like us content creators deserve any special treatment, but it's like this is someone that covers your club that obviously loves your team, and instead of like hearing them, yeah, you know, it's kind of like you're kind of like pushing them aside to be like, ah, you got it wrong, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of distasteful. So yeah. my my biggest issue with it is like I'm glad they reached out to Leah and like to try to mend whatever it was but you were loud in public so you mm-hmm. need to be loud with the apology in public yeah. because your supporters made a very uh they offended people mm-hmm. right and yeah you went 
to defend them. Mm-hmm. Now you need to do the same thing with the apology. Yeah. So like I'm I'm again I'm very happy that Leah got that kind of like personal message to make sure that there was some understanding, but that shouldn't have to come from Leah to tell people or from us mm-hmm. via Leah to tell people that that there was an apology made. You should be standing on that apology. You said mm-hmm. those words and now you need to stand on stand on what was right and what's wrong. Yeah. So and I still agree with her message. Like if you're going to defend that, I don't want to see a rainbow anything from you come mm-hmm. June. Mm-hmm. You know it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's you gonna happen. Why? You know it's gonna happen. And the fact that USL lead one zero po- tolerance policy is not being effectively used, but we just saw that in MLS. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse the calls, people. I promise you. It's just it's, it's a little allergies. It's not cold. Mm. Allergy season's real right now. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm with Bro, you. I was in the middle of soccer practice. I started crying. My kids was like, what's wrong, coach? I was going by allergies. It's allergies. It's like, that set piece was so great. <laughs> right. Now bad, kids. Now bad. <laughs> um, so some of the other news, are, oh, before we close out, Ev, yeah. once again, you did a great job summarizing that. I can't add anything mm-hmm. to it, but that's going on the field. Things on and off the field aren't looking great. And once again, you know, even though we're rivals in this league, I hope the best for the supporters groups and them mm-hmm. out there, man, because having to deal with they deal with the stadium and prices yeah. and the front office, it's it's all over the place. So one, you know. one day we will get to just go watch soccer games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that ain't happening. Mm. Um, <laughs> so some of the other other news that's happening around the league, um Ford Madison just came out and said they have a friendly against Alante FC of uh, are they Liga and Mex or the league right below? Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the Mexican league. I thought it was Liga MX. Isn't it? I, I think it's Liga MX. Yeah. I think, oh no, yeah. it's the uh, Liga de Expansion MX Atlante. Oh, okay, so, there we go. Yeah, so that's who it is. Um, Charlotte Independence, uh, Adeloni, uh, Luca uh, Swanski. He's on loan from FC Tulsa, and. Also, other news, USL as a whole has a new president because Jake Edwards is out of a job. Um, in comes Paul McDonough, uh, the disgraced and Twitter favorite uh, executive <laughs> from Inter-Miami and Atlanta. So, guys, I, I got to ask, because, you know, we were upset, but mm-hmm. does what he did at Inter-Miami, does it bother you that he got the job here at USL? As being the head guy, I, I don't know. I'm kind of undecided, honestly. Uh, like, yeah. it's problematic, right? Um, and I think that that definitely isn't gonna go away and can't be swept. But um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't know that I'm versed enough on the situation to to speak fully on it. And so that's why I'm I'm undecided. Honestly, it's not because I'm necessarily condoning anything. It's just yeah. being honest. I, I you know I don't know the full situation personally. Yeah, so I, I feel like I don't is, know much. Yeah, what I would say is this: because if you run the league, you can make the roster rules, right? Mm, yeah. So you yeah. did get me in trouble for creating said rule, right? So it's all good. There you go. <laughs> there we go. It all works out. <laughs> Unlimited in international spots. <laughs> there we go. You, I don't want salary seven, cap. I want 30. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Watch to see if Fuego's going to go, you know what? We're going to go sign in Bape. Big no. No. City of Fresno. <laughs> goes down in the corruption scheme. <laughs> oh, uh, another friendly was announced. Couple weeks ago, um, NCFC versus Sunderland. Maybe Sunderland will be a Premier League team by the time that friendly happens. That'd be cool. Yeah, that was. I forgot all about. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with NCFC. A lot of good mojo over there. Also, um, y'all got a team in the soccer tournament? The Legends are playing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So is this Uh, an over forty club? I don't. So I don't think no, because Connor Tobin's not over forty. How about Carter Tobin is playing? Don't he got a team to play for? 
I don't has he been announced yet? Yeah, we have some we have some local favorites coming back to play in the TST tournament. Look at you just dropping breaking news on the podcast like it was oh, just casual news. <laughs> my bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be some very fan favorite people coming back to the to the to the state or you know if they're already still stay, still here. Um, uh, who else was just not Robbie Crystal was just announced. Um, so the guy that went to <laughs> yeah the indoor guy yes he's he's coming back. For four days only, you get to watch Robbie Cristo. You, you got their short field, so it's just like playing indoors. And then uh, <laughs> they're twenty minute halves. Like you got to realize, we're dealing with a bunch of guys that are like thirty five I mean, plus. Them knees ain't the same no more. Ocho Cinco's playing for Cincinnati. Like, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like the 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 teams that have been named. And formed are hilarious. Charlotte FC has a legends team, and I'm like, you've only been here two years. I don't hey, remember. This is the team that up to recently struggled 11 v 11. So 7 v 7 will solve everything. Yeah, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna see the coach here. Just like write that down. Write that down. You can score. You can score if you connect with your midfield. I just, I just see it happening right you now. Do this. Can they can they get can they get signed to the to the full team? Like uh, Fuego's looking at it like so Ocha, how much for you to come to France now? Right. He scores three goals and all of a sudden he's signed to like some squad. (laughs) Some some squad. It's gonna be a wild four days. Um, but should be fun. Um, yeah, but the guys are back and they're gonna they're hopefully go far. I mean, you've got like who you've got a Demarcus Beasley team, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, a Heather Clint O'Reilly got a team. team. Clint got a team. Got a team. Mm-hmm. The hashtag United guys got a team coming, yeah. which is, is on brand for them. Um, I want to ask you guys this because this is popping mm-hmm. my head. Which team is more likely to sign a player from this tournament, Ford Madison or Fuego? Fuego, mm-hmm. Fuego for sure, yeah. Fuego is gonna look. Fuego is gonna be like, uh, you know what? Stephen Miller can still play. <laughs> Ebony's joking about Ocho Cinco, but watch it. Like somebody's like listening to this right now, and they're like, you know what? It's not a bad idea. <laughs> we might still Dortmund. be bad, but we'll have Ocho Cinco. Dortmund's calling up. him right now. Dortmund is calling him right now. <laughs> Charlotte FC is looking at looking at the clip this team like. Hey, Clint, you want to go play for us? Chris got a tennis from 500 to 1,000, baby. That's how we get them. That's how we get them. So let's talk about the table right now. Um, I'm going to read out the whole table. NCFC, of course, number one. Charlotte Independence is at two. Um, South Georgia Tormenta comes in at three. Greenville, four. Union Hall, five. Richmond, six. One Knox, seven. Chattanooga, eight. Fort Madison, nine. Uh, Noco at 10, Lexington at 11, Fuego at 12. Now, obviously, as we all know, the table is not even yet because uh, Noco has only played four games. Everyone else (laughs) is right around six, seven. Um, four matches has only played five. Um, but yeah, everyone's kind of around in that six, seven range. So, as we go on, once we get past June, we'll kind of be on a little bit more even ground. That's what we wait to do our power rankings. Unlike the league, who just oh they won this week, put them at first. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie, y'all. I haven't opened them power rankings because I know it's gonna piss me off. Right? Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> you sit there read no power rankings, be like, yeah, my team really is some shit. So <laughs> I just keep scrolling past. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, 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 I'm gonna stay in my bubble. <laughs> right. Like. Why, why would I do this to myself? <laughs> no. um, all right, so these are the games we got coming up. So let's talk about Saturday. Uh, Saturday, we got NCFC. They invite Ford Madison into their stadium. Ford Madison, right now, measly draws, as they did last year. Uh, <laughs> four draws already on the season for Ford Madison. Now, Damn. they do have slightly the best defense. It's only letting two goals. Granted, only played four games. NCFC, a team riding high. Um, John Bradford and Rafa are coming off of coach and player of the month, respectively. Um, 
What are our thoughts on it? How do we think this game is going to play out? It's going to be fast. Yeah, okay. it feels that way. It both teams, like both teams play a counterattack. They both play a counterattack type of game. NCFC just does it a little bit better with the actual finishing part. Um, so that's going to be fun, fast, and I'm not. I'm expecting at least one well, no, because I'm going to tell you how many goals I think for the for the. Tyler, what you think, my man? Yeah, I think this is going to be a really good one. Um, like my my guts tells me NCSC is going to come out on this one, but I can also see this being a draw just because, like you said, Fort Madison's defense been pretty stout. They haven't been tested as much as some of the other teams, but I can see that maybe being the defense that that staves off NCFC and uh, it makes a difference. But I, I'm actually really excited for this one. Aside from my game, I'm pumped about this one. <laughs> so, real quick, I, w- I want to throw this out there. If Fort Madison does not win this game, do you slightly kind of bring that panty butt into you a little bit? Mm, no. I don't think so okay. yet. Okay. I think it's too soon. Yeah, uh, I agree. <laughs> question, Ev, are you? is Kyle coming to the game? Is he, are y'all leaking up? Because I know he's in North Carolina. Is he coming to I the game? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, he's in Asheville, so that's like – Four out, three to four hours away. Is there any guy that's willing to make that drive to see Madison is Kyle? Mm. <laughs> um, moving on from that game, we got a derby that no one cares about: Greenville versus Richmond. Um, this team has already played once this year. Richmond with a one nothing win against Greenville. Um, guys, since we last talked about Greenville, they had decided. You know, you know what? Defense. Uh, we're just going to score bangers. Um, so this yeah. year, I feel like we, this Greenville team has been all over the place. They have lost games 4-1, 2-0, and 2-1, but they've also won games 3-0, 2-0, mm-hmm. and 3-1. What yeah. the hell is going on with Greenville? There's the Charlotte of this year. Yeah. No Ooh. one. They don't know what they're going to do. Like, There's going to be a 6-2 game, and it's going to involve them. Mm-hmm. And they had like a lot of injuries pretty early on. And so I think that's like been benefiting them with their recent results as people are starting to come back and they're able to to formulate their plans a little bit more like they want. And I think Castro is starting to heat up a little bit. Pilato has been big for them. So um, I don't know. I think that they're starting to see some some pretty strong attacks coming through that suits their style. I mean, you get. Okay, okay. Those, so on the uh, two guys are Coutinho oh. up top and then breakaway. Okay. My fault. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, so on the other side. No, you're good, man. <laughs> so on the other side, we got Richmond. Now, this Richmond team, as we've been talking about and I've been talking about on uh, River City 93, is the offense hasn't been there. Because mm-hmm. obviously, Tazaki hasn't been. He only has one goal on the year. Um, yeah. But the defense has been rock solid. Like, mm-hmm. I'm. Me personally, I will be a homer right now. I would take our back four and goalkeeper against anyone else's back four in USL League One. Ooh, I will. <laughs> I will we'll see that on Wednesday. By the way, you're right. We will. <laughs> um, but I would I would take that unit up against anyone in USL League One. Now, obviously, the attack is struggling. Guys, let me ask you this: If Richmond walks away with this game and we're not convinced by the offense, do you think it might be time for Darren to switch things up? Maybe possibly drop Terzaghi from the lineup? Uh, I think it's tough to make a case for dropping Terzaghi from the lineup completely. Yeah. I mean, based on his track record, I understand you might have to switch something up, but I don't know if that's the switch up. But that's just my my personal that's, that's, that's is he getting? Is he getting – if he's not getting the good distribution in, then – he can't mm-hmm. score, right? So if you have to yeah. keep dropping him back further in the field so that he touches a ball finally before he goes upfield, but then there's no mm-hmm. one upfield because he's he's in your midfield. He's at the halfway line instead of at the 18-yard box. I think you switch it up in the midfield, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah. It, it's a weird jigsaw puzzle that fits, yeah. but it doesn't fit. You get what I'm saying? Like right. The right. defense in the midfield is connecting well. Right now is a distant link between the midfield and the attack. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, that's that's a game that's going to be very low scoring because when these teams usually get together, they are very low scoring. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So next thing we got coming up is One Knox versus Northern Colorado. So One Knox versus right Oh, so this is a team, One Knox, that you can see early on they are learning the disappointments of USL League One. Um, mm-hmm. They right now have two 2 1 losses on a year, a 2 nothing loss to our Tormenta team. A one nothing win against Fuego and a nil nil draw against Fort Madison. This is a team that can create, but that defense makes you kind of worry. What you guys think about this one? I, I don't know. Like I feel like Noco. I mean, they haven't played a ton of games, but still, they're not like quite what I thought they'd be. Um, I wasn't expecting the moon from them, but I, I didn't think it'd be something where they weren't really producing like that. And then. One knocks. I think they're uh, being shown that they were rated a little too highly at the beginning of the season by a lot of people. I even expected more from them. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, it, especially like with the Central Valley game that I watched, took them a minute to to finally seal that one. So I'm with uh, Ebony. I think it's going to be a little bit of a snooze fest on this one. Yeah, this is going to be a boring game because neither team can really do anything of production. So I just want to say once again, um, I was around this podcast that said Noko will be in the playoffs and that Delgado, their goalkeeper, will be in the running for USL Goalkeeper of the Year. I will stay firm in that, and I'm fine with Noko having their defense. Yeah. What, I, what I think I'm realizing out of what knocks is, is that they're a team that wants to play pre-soccer, but I think if they kind of rough the game up a little bit more, they might actually get out some of these results. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. it's not like the games right now that they're losing. It's like they're not like they're getting blown out or they're not looking bad in it. It's no. just that, like, like kind of was going on with your team, Tyler. It was like mm-hmm. one moment they're up, they're riding high, and then the next, just like that, is like the whole game flips on his head. Yeah. Like, look at the Tormenta game. They were doing well in that game the entire time. Nikazini has his master shot, and then all the momentum goes out the door. Yeah. You know, and you kind of right. feel like that right now. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely feels like that. So we have that going on there. And then Tyler, we get to your boys. This is why we brought you to the show. Yeah. We got Lexington versus Charlotte Independence, a Charlotte Independence team that I would like to add is a little, little worried. Um, before yeah. they were leading the league, it was at least one. Obviously, they lost one nothing to a Charleston Battery team. They had a nil nil draw against Fort Madison. Then they lost um, one uh, three to one to Greenville. But they've also been really in terms of injury. Overton has been out. Um, mm-hmm. Demick's been out. Austin Pack is apparently out. Like, yeah. do, do y'all do y'all pull the upset? I think we do. I mean, I've heard that Oberton might be back. Um, I don't know about uh, Pack though. But, I mean, I feel like this is a game where we're going to get that momentum shift back because we play good every game. The only time I've ever seen the wind taken out of our sails is at the end of that chat game, yeah. like where everything just went wrong, boom, boom, boom. And it was just like this terrible series of events. That's the only time I've ever seen the team just kind of be like, what do we do now? But every other game – they're fighting the whole way. It's just doesn't go our way. And I think that with this time of preparation with us having a bye week, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a couple changes to our lineup starting out. Um, I mean, who, who knows, but I, I could see that maybe happening. I mean, we've seen um, some big things like so, so Kim comes on for <laughs> the last little bit of uh, the chat game. And he's the one that gets the goal in there. Um, so I, I'm not saying that he'll be in, but I definitely think that maybe we'll, we'll play around a little bit. This time, and um, I, I think we can could maybe take uh, take Charlotte down this weekend. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say we got this. So, this is me not being a Charlotte hater. This is me just looking at what I see. You're on two different paths, and yours is going up, and theirs is going down. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said before, your your results don't show how well you've been playing. You've, you've dominated in like mm-hmm. possession and even in like passing attempts and passes completed and XG and and shots taken total. I just see I just see it finally clicking 
Yeah. And that leading to some very good results for you. Um, so I also think you take this one and I think you take it pretty handedly, but I'm not going to say the score because like this it's in my it's in my <laughs> numbers for the for the week because we have like because i'm counting all the midweek games too mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. this is helping my number rise but i'm not gonna say it yet so this is why i bring you down um <laughs> my thing with my thing with lexington is that kind of concerns me is you guys do so well building out of the back midfield all that stuff it's the final thursday that kills me with y'all yeah yeah like it's like that's the missing piece, right? It's like the, the defense, the midfield all works as unit, but the final yeah. third is like everybody all of a sudden wants to become an individual. It is like it's just so all over the place. Yeah, I I mean I will say one of our biggest problems I feel is we let the defense um, get there before everybody else does. So our wingers are so fast, like they they blaze down there, and then the way we deliver those long balls too. Either way, whether they're carrying or long ball. We're waiting in the wings. I just feel like the middle takes just a second too long, and then the defense is set. And when we send in those crosses, there's everybody there. And so, yeah, I agree. that That's our, our kryptonite so far. Yeah. Well, there's any team that's going to give you some chances uh, to get it behind. It's going to be Charlotte because they're going to be pushing themselves as well to get up they still don't. They still don't defend. Like, they just they just mm-hmm. score more than you. And yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. If we'll I'm see. not mistaken, I think – I think Charlotte leads the league on like Sarto goal or Sarto target. I think it's one of one of them. Um, Sounds right. But it surprised me. Um, but Evan, you were talking about those big week games. Big week games coming up. Uh, we got one dots versus uh, Chattanooga, which is a nice rivalry. I like because both sets of fans hate each other, and that's what rivalries are built for. That's, uh, that's, that's, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be low scoring, but it's there's gonna be at least two red cards. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. It's a Tuesday night match. They're they're gonna go for blood. Right. Um, another robbery game we got is me, me and Ev versus each other. Uh, NCFC versus <laughs> Richmond. Um, it's gonna be. It's it look if there's nothing in USL League one that scares me more than going to Raleigh, and the second thing is Rafa Michigan, and both of those things are now together. <laughs> we had the conversation on USL League one of like who is the team or player that is your team's villain in USL League One. And for us, it's is Rafa. Like Rafa is that <clears throat> it's like every time I see his name with a team show, I'm like, yeah, I, I can already put him down for a goal or an assist. Mm-hmm. Like this is guy that's knocked his eye the playoffs twice now. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Yeah. So I want to ask you who's who's your guys, who's your team's villain in USL League One guys? <sighs> Well, it used to be Chattanooga for NCFC because we never, we had never beat them in league play, okay. and we finally got that one. So, yeah, Tyler, yeah. I know you're younger than USL League One days, but who, who's your team's villain or that player? That you're like, oh, we got to play this guy. I don't know that we have a player yet that we can really throw down as our villain, um, but uh, I mean, team wise, it's it's one Knox like that. <laughs> I mean. They've been all up over us ever since they got announced in the league. And then them getting that first win for both of our first games ever, that's that's put a little bit of a, a, a situation in play there, which, I mean, I still think, I mean, win's a win. Congrats to them. But, I mean, we were brand spanking new, and I thought we did pretty good. But that's that's our team that we, I think, have marked more than others. Okay. Understandable. Understandable. Um, and then Thursday – um, next Thursday, we got Ford Madison versus NoCo. Oh, oh, I'm probably not going to watch this game, y'all. I'm, I'm probably going to be asleep. <laughs> like, I'm not expecting much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I could see Ford Madison winning, but I don't think it's going to be like something electric, but who knows? We say all this and watch it, watch it see. That'd be the 5-4 game of the year. Yeah. They're going to play this clip on the uh, the big board. Like, oh, yeah, oh, after it's like 5 0 or something, <laughs> right? Like, they said we weren't gonna score, yeah, 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 we did, yeah, we did, right? Um, so out of all those games, y'all, who do you who do we have as our vibes of chaos? So, for those who don't know, new listeners, um, vibes of chaos pretty much your chaos game is the game you think that uh 
it's going to get kind of out of hand, be a little crazy. Then your vibes game is the game that you invite everyone else to kind of watch on with you. So, Tyler, let's start with you, my good man. Who is your vibes and chaos team of the week or game of the week? My fault. Ooh, it's tough. Um, okay, I'm going to say chaos is the Lexington-Charlotte game just because we're going to take down two. So, Levin's taking down two. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, Vibes-wise, ooh, that's a tough one. Let's go NCFC Madison. Okay. All right. It's not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick. Ev, who do you have, homie? <sighs> so, for <laughs> my chaos, I also had um, Charlotte versus Lexington. That's going to be chaotic. And yeah. my vibes is going to be NCFC versus Richmond. So I actually have NCFC with both my vibes and chaos game. It's the Yankee <laughs> game of both. Um, the, the chaos game is going to be NCFC versus Ford Madison. Because this is going to be no midfield. Absolutely not. You think yeah. they're just going to bypass? You think they're going to bypass Mikey and oh. Servania? <laughs> it's just going to be long ball FC? No, it's going to be fast break FC. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't be surprised if Nick Holiday is, is running point guard in, in this game at some point. <laughs> is, it, is this where I get my shooter shoot FC and I got yeah. Nick Holiday scoring goals? <laughs> this is the game we can have a 6 5. And we would be like, oh, this is this is normal. Team of all strikers. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is that weird ladder you have of like a what is it, a three zero seven? This is that ladder <laughs> to throw out there now. You still got that line up out there now. <laughs> I'm gonna start coaching just to run that for you. Yeah. Just, I have like a middle school team out there doing that. Like, what is he doing? Don't, don't worry about it. It's greatness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just go. Why is there midfield? Because we shoot. That's all we do. Yeah. So we do. As soon as you crash half, shoot. Shoot Yes. That's what you do. Um, And then the five games games that I have uh, is going to be North Carolina versus Richmond because anytime these two teams play, it is good. Mm -hmm. It's been more good for Richmond lately, but I think you got a really good NCFC team that's great offensively, and I think you got a a good Richmond team that's really great defensively, and it's going to be an interesting matchup. So with all that being said, with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight games coming up, how many goals do we think are being scored? So I set the line at 14 and a half. Okay. So you so can't push. The so the line is 14 and a half. Yep. Okay. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to go 20. Ooh. I'm going to go 20. They, I, it, I will tell you. There will be at least two high-scoring games this week. You'll see yeah. at least two. So that's where I'll go. What you guys? I talk? was slightly more conservative. I was going fifteen. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I agree about there being a couple high-scoring games, but I think there's going to be a couple that are just dirt low. Yeah, I mean, Fuego's not playing, so we don't have to worry about that. It's true. Uh, <laughs> so we don't have to worry about that. Um, I took the over mm-hmm. at twenty-three. Ooh. Wow. Oh, man. 23? Six coming from Lexington. We're making up for all those other games, right? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> 23. All right. Wow, okay. All right. Um, guys, as, as we look at this week, this is kind of like – this could be one of those weeks where some teams kind of make their break, some teams kind of lose their pace. Is there any team that can walk out of this week on both sides that can come out this week looking really, really good or that can come out looking really, really bad? Us, <laughs> Lexington. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, like I love my team, and I think we're doing great, and I think we we still have a a shot at. I'm not like down and out on us yet, but I do feel like we got to get a, a result here and, and make another statement, like what we did with Tormenta. Yeah. Um, I, I think it it has to come because otherwise we're just gonna lose more and more momentum. So it's important that we at least get that that boost now. Yeah. Um, for me, I will go one knocks. I think One Knox mm. has the ability right now to kind of change the trajectory of the season. Like, if you mm-hmm. go out here, you beat Doko, you beat Chattanooga, your season looks totally different versus you go out here, you lose to Doko, and you lose mm-hmm. a struggling Chattanooga team at a Derby game. Yeah. Some questions are going to get asked. 
Going Especially to- with the expectations for one Knox at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So yeah. many people high on them. I mean, I, like I said earlier, I thought they were going to be pretty solid, but it's been a little bit more of a rocky road than I expected. It has been. It has been. So that is going to be interesting. Um, Ab, where you go? Oh, Ab's coming back now. Ab, you have you opted out. All right. Um. Well, with Ab now on the show, we're going to wrap the show up anyway because it is late. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm man. pretty much tired. Um. <laughs> So, Tyler, we want to say thank you, man, uh, for yeah. hopping off the mercy. We got to have you back on more times, man. Yeah, man. Just let me know. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, talk some more. Well, Lex, get some different perspectives on, of course, of just our, you know, Richmond, NCFC, Greenville, and, and other teams like that. Um, obviously, I didn't mention you in Omaha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, Chip's at his concert watching this right now. Yeah, yeah that, that's what's happening. <laughs> Don't forget Omaha. <laughs> right. That's Chip making me call the big sure I mentioned you Omaha in this podcast. Um, <laughs> but man, with that, oh, Ab, you're back now. Sorry, I gotta go to the bathroom. Oh, there you go. Good. You can just wait till we ended the show. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, anything else for you, Ab, before we uh, wrap up? Um yes. You asked who could come out of this weekend looking better or worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot to ask you that question. Um, who could come out looking better? Uh, I'm agree with Tyler Lexington. If they can come out looking, come out of this with a really good win, um, that's gonna ease a lot of fans' minds. Um, also, NCFC, they already look good, but to come out of this week with a combination of four or six points, um, really, I think, solidifies where they are with you know the season mm-hmm. so and who can come out looking bad um i'm gonna say one Knox. Yeah. um this kind of goes into that thing we, i was talking about at the beginning of the season with the built versus bought in terms of academy and how you want to start and if lexington can continue their their, their climb but one Knox can doesn't it kind of leans more into that build an academy and the wins will come eventually type of thing, which is kind of the NCFC trajectory. So there was a lot of bad years with what they were trying to accomplish, but um, now we are seeing the balance that comes with like adding those veterans plus getting some of these younger academy guys into that first team um, and experience and things like that. So. That's kind of where that that line is drawn for me. All right, awesome. Um, so with that being said, listeners, we just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day for listening to us live or on the podcast or later in the future. Um, but without you, we couldn't do this show. And with Tyler, Tyler, where can everyone follow you and support you at, my good friend? Uh, on everything at Crane Kicks Lex on Instagram. <laughs> I'm on Twitter, on Facebook, all of it. So. Uh, interested in any uh lexington stuff some some homer takes come uh, give me a follow <laughs> so, yeah so make sure you go support our man tyler over there but for ev for tyler and myself guys we will holler at you next week always remember go support your local go enjoy the games and it's okay go touch grass have fun <laughs> see you guys next week be easy and in the show